Hey guys, welcome to the Kevin and Fred show. My name is Kevin Kaufman. I'm your host. And I just want to say thank you for taking some time out to listen with us this week. Do me a favor. If you don't mind, before we get to today's guest, head on over to ratethispodcast.com. That is ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA. That stands for next level agents. Ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA and leave us a review or just go to any podcast player that you prefer and uh, look us up, The Kevin and Fred Show, and please leave us a review. That is the best way to support our efforts here in the show. All right, let's get to today's episode. Hey, what's going on, ladies? Jessica, Kristen. Hey, good to have friends. You. Um, so I guess technically if I was being uh, official here, I'd be like, welcome back to The Kevin and Fred Show starring Kevin. Um, and with two amazing, amazing co-guests, hosts, whatever, Jessica and Kristen today. So, um, what's been going on guys? Like what's going on in your world? What's going on business? What's going on period? Who wants to go first, by the way? Kristen, no one's heard from you in a while. I feel like this <laughs> is your <laughs> story. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll go there. I'll go there. I'm going to, uh, is cussing allowed? Cussing's allowed, right? You can say whatever the fuck you want to say. Perfect. Okay. Um, I will say that I'm in a complete shit show right now. Um, I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling good about business, not making this a Debbie Downer by any means. Um, I will say once September hit, I fell into this like, I don't give a shit anymore. I don't feel good. Um, and then the market started to shift and I started to go down with the market. That sounds really negative. That sounds like, ugh. but that's, that's where I'm at. That is definitely where I'm at. My mindset is not in the game. My mindset is gone. I don't want to work. I don't want to do anything. Do you think that is, so is it strictly a mindset thing or is there something else going on? I mean, obviously I think for Kristen, maybe for the listeners, Tell everybody where you're at and kind of like your market size and stuff like that. Okay, cool. So I am in Southern Colorado. I am two hours so, uh, south of Denver and about 30 minutes south of Colorado Springs in a city called Pueblo. Um, we're about two hours north of the New Mexico border. Um, my market right now, our average sale price, depending on the areas, anywhere from three fifty all the way down to the three hundred thousand dollar mark. Again, depending on the area. Um, just out of curiosity, like, what kind of transaction? Like, so your business, I know you've got a property management business, uh, and then you've got a sales business. Tell me, give me an idea of like, what's a typical year been like for you on both of those businesses? And then maybe like what's going on now? I mean, cause I'd love to dive into this. Cause I think this is, I'm actually having this conversation with a lot of people in a lot of different places. So, um, but I just want to kind of give the listeners some context. Okay, perfect. And I, I want to talk about that too, because I don't even know what to call it. I don't know if I call it burnout or, or what, or some type of depression type of thing, but anyways, so um, Eric and I, a husband and wife team, um, we've been together for 20 years. I've been in the real estate business for over 20 years. Um, we normally do about 80 transactions a year, um, upwards to 20 million. Um, our soft spots, 15 to 20 million, up to 80 transactions. Our, uh, our property management is about up to 250 units. 
Um, I'm not going to lie. Our property management company is a shit show, but it does make money. Um, uh, so we, who's, yeah, who's we, in the shit show. Hold on a second. Like, first yeah. of all, most important thing, it makes money. Um, like you have, you actually have a viable, like really good property management business, uh, which is more than most can say. Uh, and the fact that it's a shit show just tells me that it's like a real, um, so mm-hmm. I, I think everybody feels like that way. And anybody who says that they, it's not a shit show. is usually a, a liar. A liar. <laughs> if you, if you're, if you're in the property management business and you say it's awesome and it's smooth, you're a liar. <laughs> Straight up. You're a liar. <laughs> yeah. It's either that 251 doors, Kristen, because you're going to have mine on Wednesday. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I think the only way for it to not be is like you grow it so big that you're just so far removed from it that like you don't you're not even aware of Mm -hmm. level of shit show that's happening in order. You know, it's like this. I remember I was talking to Ben Kenny one day. This was years ago. I bet five, six years ago. I was asking him a question about something and it had to do with like systems or I don't know, something like that, some sort of back end type of stuff. And I was like, dude, does anybody have their shit together? And he's like, he literally said, dude, no, even the best teams, it's all, it's all horse shit and duct tape. Like that's, uh-huh. like that's everywhere you look, it's always like that, no matter what level you people are at. So I, I think that I just share that because I think with what you said, Kristen, first of all, 15 to $20 million business, especially in a town like that, Pueblo, where all I can think really about is where you mail away for L. Ron Hubbard's books um, is is Pueblo. Like with that low of a sales price on average, especially compared to say like, you know, just north of you in Denver, to have a 15 to $20 million business and a 250 door property management, like that's pretty damn impressive. And I think something most people would trade places with in a minute. So to hear you say it's a shit show and you're like, you're not feeling good about it doesn't change the way you feel about it. And I think it's also really good to know that probably everybody else feels that way about their business on some level. Right. Right. I just, I've never felt this before ever in my life. And I don't know if it's a, because we came to such a peak in the market and everything was rush, rush, rush. Deals are flying everywhere money's being made everywhere. And then all of a sudden interest rates start to go up and it's like a brick wall. And now I don't have the million things to do every day. I don't have the million fires to put out every day. I don't have the inspection objections to negotiate every day. Now it's just like, it's like gone. And I don't know, I should be thankful for it. And I'm not because I mean, Eric and I are in a very good situation. We don't have any debt. Most of our houses are paid off. We've got great income. Our property management company is making money. Let's be real. I I really don't have to sell a house, but I'm over here freaking the fuck out. I'm not joking. Freaking out. Depression. Don't know what to do with myself. Freaking out. So when you say that, like, what do you, if you had to like really get crystal clear about it, like what's the what's the number one freak out you have or like the what's the thing that's keeping you up the most not having and the phone isn't ringing it's it's really weird like we've been used to all of our businesses referral based and spear based i've never had to pick up the phone um in the 7 years that i've been selling uh and now it's like nothing and then the things that i am getting 
most of them are buyers. I've literally lost 10 buyers in the last two months because of interest rates, or they want to fill out the area before they do anything, um, or they're not going to buy in Colorado because interest rates are too high and the prices are still too high. So they're going elsewhere. It's, it's really weird. And I don't want to be negative about it. I know that's part of the business, but it's almost like it's hitting all at once. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it is. It's because it's happened so damn fast. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned a few things happening, like the rapid rise in interest rates to happen at the rate that it did, or like the velocity, the the way the inventory just went. You know, when you look at all of those factors, like, yeah, I think it's scary. So like, if you've been in real estate for, I think you said 20 years, right? So- mm-hmm. You were around in the lot, like in the, and I don't think this is that I'm going to be really clear. I don't think we're in a crash. Right. However, you were around during the crash, like the, no doubt. Oh, seven, oh, eight was a crash. Were you, do you remember back then? Like, were you as worried then as you are now? No, really weird. Back then I was a licensed assistant then. Okay. Um, so I was an assistant for a top team here and we did a bunch of short sales and bank owned properties, but no, it was normal. How thankful are you? How long ago did you start building the uh, property management business? Uh, seven years ago. How's that for that's, that's pretty fortuitous timing. So how thankful are you? Like you can I, sell a house like you. So like you just mentioned like short sales and REOs, like, like whatever the thing is, it's good. That's going to require new strategy, if you will, over the next year or two to sell a lot of real estate. Um, even if you chose not to do that and you just sort of hung out and loved on your sphere and you took whatever deals came from there, maybe it's 40 instead of 80 or 30 instead of 80 still have this income coming in from the property management business. Like what a freaking, how amazing you have to feel good about that. If nothing else. So Jessica and I were literally just having this conversation the last week or so through text message. It's I, again, I don't know what to call it. And this is, you get to a point where you sell so many houses and you do so much production and people praise you. And this, this sounds awful, awful. I don't want to sound like I have a big head because I feel like I don't have a big head, but I don't want to sound like that. You get to this point where everyone's congratulating you and like, Oh my God, you're doing so good. And I'm Eric and I are number one in our market center as a team. We were top five in our market, you know, a couple of years ago, like, we're doing great. And then go from that doing 80 homes to, oh my God, this next year, I may only do 50. And let's be real. 50 is still good. 50 is still good in my market. And 50 is still good for Eric and I. If Eric and I sell 50 homes, that's mucho money in the bank. We can go buy investment properties, but it's that, oh my God, what if I don't do 80 again? Oh my God, what if I don't do 20 million again? It's that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Are you worried about that? Like, are you worried about what people I'm going to say, not named Jessica or Kevin are going to think about Kristen, if you don't sell 80 houses next year? I I do kind of think about that, but then I have to like humble myself and be like, Kristen, you're good. Like you have no debt. You have a property management company that's bringing in money. Your house is paid off. Your rentals are paid off. Like, why are you worrying? And I go off of its image. It's the, it's the Facebook social media image and it's what our industry has brought. What did you call it the other day, Jessica? What did you say it was? You said something in our text and I can't remember what it was. 
probably too inappropriate to say here. Oh, then you absolutely <laughs> better find that text and say it. I'm going to look it up. I don't remember what I said. It's, it's something so- to do with ego. Like an influencer industry out of nowhere, I feel like. Like, I feel like our industry has made it to where, oh, you have to have a big team. Oh, you've got to sell over 300 homes. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to be number one. You got to do this. I feel like our industry is just like magnified that. You know what I mean? And, oh, and I'm, for sure. I'm over it. We were, well, as a like, obviously this is a very generalized statement. Like as an industry, like we totally reward the wrong things. Like, mm-hmm. We, we put people on stage for like GCI and units and volume. Like no one ever puts anybody on stage for like how much money they took home. Yeah. Like, like, well, like how big is their bank account or like how many uh, you mentioned, like, so you've got rental properties that are also paid off. By the way, I was just looking for a post cause you posted something about closing on another rental property recently. I was, I was trying to find that. So hopefully you can, share that with us in a minute, but like nobody puts anybody on stage for like, Hey, so-and-so just has their, you know, fourth or fifth or sixth or 100th rental property. Like that's, that's an award. And I I feel like this is an aha I had a couple of years ago. Tell me if it resonates with you, which is, I, I think it's part of the game. Like I realized as long as I'm, when I say they, I'm going to say the industry, anybody that owns a franchise, anybody who owns big real estate companies, it benefits for, it benefits them to keep us focused on the shit that doesn't matter. Right. Right. It benefits them to keep us focused on getting on stage for GCI and for units. And it's, trust me, you can make a lot of money. Like we all know this. You can make a lot of money selling real estate. There's no doubt you can. A lot of people make a lot of money and then like, don't really keep it. Uh, but that's a, that's a whole different topic. Uh, and I feel like maybe the better celebrations would be around who's created passive income. Like we're just now talking about your property management company. Like how freaking amazing. What if you didn't even sell 30 homes next year? Who cares? What if you sold 10, but it was like 10 people you love dearly. Cause they were, they were in your sphere of influence, but your property management company just kept sending you checks every month. Like that's pretty fucking amazing when you think about it. And, but because we don't get rewarded for that, there's no influencer status for that. There's no Instagram top five agents in Colorado Springs for, you know, rental properties or like we tend to like, we value it less than we probably should, mm-hmm. which is fucking wild when you think about it. Like, why do we think like that? I, I, God, I, I, I don't know why we think like that. It's almost like everybody needs to be number one and everybody needs to shine on Facebook. Like I've thought about deactivating my Facebook and my social media because dude, I can't dude. stand the fake. Dude, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to mm-hmm. because I genuinely connect with people. Yes. Like I probably talk with you. Like you and I have been, we were texting, but we were also messaging on Instagram about our damn bikes. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and so like, I genuinely connect with a lot of people there. So like, that's, I, that's my biggest fear around is I literally use Facebook messenger, like text message and even Instagram messenger as well to like, right. Connect with the people I care about. Um, and that I want to be in contact with, but I thought the same thing is like, how good would it be? I took two years ago, September. Yeah. September of 2020 we were going on vacation. My, like my wife and my daughters and I were going to Utah to go spend some time there. 
And I was like, I'm not, especially then, like, think about it. There was an election coming up. Plus, it was 2020, which is fucking weird to begin with. Uh, and I was like, I'm taking Facebook and Twitter off my phone. And I did for the week. I was like, I'm taking them off my phone for the week. And then when I come back, put them back on. And then I was like, this was so pleasant. I left them off until like this summer. I, I don't know. I put them back on this summer. I probably shouldn't have. Um, but it was amazing. It, By the way, quick tip, side note, if you run a Facebook group, it's really hard to do that effectively without having Facebook on your phone. But I digress. <laughs> so um, that died. That was a casualty of it. But it was also kind of nice. So, I, you know, maybe if I could just get like a Facebook and Instagram messenger all in one, then I could get rid of the other, like at least get rid of the app so I don't log in. Yeah. Because I hate that. I do that too. I think everybody, I think that's human nature. I think it is too. And we're getting, we're getting to the season of where all these agents are going to be like, I did this amount. I did this amount. And I'm guys, I'm totally guilty of it. Totally. But I'm to the point now where I'm like, that shouldn't be allowed. You should like, you should be like the president of the United States. You should be able to see like how many homes you sold and then how much you brought in. <laughs> I was going to say, if you post how many units you did, you should also have to post your P&L. Yes. There you go. So I've joked about this for a long time that like, if you actually put people on stage for units, production, P&L, having their shit together, Kristen and I would be everywhere yeah. all the time, nonstop. We would be the only people you ever saw. Yep. I'll like, show you my don't know taxes. Our life is together. We have good marriages. We have great kids. Like we're like the antithesis in the real estate world. Right. Like, right. And we sell a lot of houses. <laughs> and here's the thing, like we, Eric and I weren't always there in the top of our year, the year that we actually hit 80 units. And we, we did, I think 18 million that year. I think it was 2019, the year before COVID it was 18 or 19. Eric and I, the, the money that was coming in, money was going right back out. It was to the point where it was to the point where we almost had to close the doors and we had to sit back and be like, yo, we went through all of our bank statements, got rid of all the stuff that wasn't making us money. And it took us two years to get where we are today. Um, that's what needs to be spoken about. That's, that's so fast, by the way. That's so two years. Oh my God. You right? But it you just it's it's dedication and it's 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 financial um oh god you gotta be strategic like i took a duplex that i never ever ever wanted to sell i sold it and paid off our house you know like we just we took some of our passive income and some of our other stuff and moved stuff around so that we could be where we are today i love that did you do that so because i think sometimes it's we can make decisions that financially make the most sense. And then sometimes we can make a decision like that where, and this is, I guess my assumption. So correct me where I'm wrong, where maybe long-term owning the duplex and the house would be better, but it allows me to sleep at night better by having that paid off. Is that, was that the thought process behind it? So the, the spot that I'm in right now, cause Eric, oh, Eric is amazing with money. It's not me. Eric should be on here talking about this, but Eric was the one that was like, look, we need to sell this duplex and pay stuff off, even our house, because it's going to get to the point where we're not going to sell a house one month. There's going to be months where we're not going to have that income. And let me tell you, if we didn't sell our house and the depression that I'm in now, you probably wouldn't be talking to me. <laughs> yeah, that is so good. Like there's a, good, there's a lot of things that we can do that make the most sense financially, but sometimes doing something that isn't necessarily the most savvy business move 
but allows us to sleep better is, mm-hmm. is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love that. Um, I, I got there too, Kristen, a couple of years ago. Cause I had this thing. So like my big fear was, um, as you know, left Keller Williams and moved to EXP. And at that time, everyone like the, the, the message I heard a lot, whether I actually heard it a lot, or I just thought I heard it a lot, though. I definitely heard it from some of my friends was everybody goes to EXP and then doesn't sell as many houses anymore. Like their production goes down. And I was kind of like, so I was always worried about that. Like I got to keep my quote unquote, had to keep our production up to like a certain level that used to bother me. And then I was like, why do I care about that? Like, why I legit, I already don't give a shit mostly about what anybody thinks ever. Why am I caring about this? Like if I'm happier, uh, if I can sleep at night, you know, like to the point of like selling the duplex versus, you know, not or anything else. like that's really should be all that matters. Like, um, and I, I think that we got to get and I say we, I just mean like as an industry more in touch with like the things that matter the most and questioning why we behave certain ways or why we're worried about certain things or we're think certain things. I actually, I had a Facebook post come up yesterday in my memories and I went and commented on it because it was like, had something to do with, um, and this was like five years old. Had something to do with like basically whether or not you believe something doesn't mean it's true or not true. Like it really doesn't. I matter. saw that, and I started thinking. I was like, "Damn, I think about this more today than I did the day I wrote that five years ago." Like, mm-hmm. what, what do I think? It, you know, and I, to me, that kind of falls in line with it. Like, I got to sell a certain number of houses, otherwise, I'm not going to be quote unquote known as this top producer or like number one agent in my market center or the or you know a top of ten agent. It and it's weird. Um, but it like, it is real. Like, that's a thing. But the question is like, why is, why do I care about that? Maybe why, how do you Dr. get over Jessica, it? Maybe Dr. Jessica could help us with that. I mean, I just think that this industry has taught us that your self-worth is tied to your transaction count. I mean, like, I totally believe that I started at Keller and I think like, that's where it started. It's almost like a, you know, toxic, abusive relationship with production. Like you have the leaderboard in your face all the time. You have the production awards all the time. You're you know, not invited to certain events because you didn't hit a certain plateau in your production, right? Like your self-worth when you get into this industry is tied to your transaction count. You know, you know, what's weird is like, I think you're right, but there's this word keeps showing up for me. Nuance, like John Cheplak always refers to it as duality. Like there's value in a, in a leaderboard. There's value in, you know, people say like the, um, comparison is the thief of joy and it can be, but it can also be the motivator out of you like a motherfucker. Like, like it could be the thing that also helps you get to your next, whatever your next level is. And so it's like, there's always like these two sides to it, but I I agree. It's like, it's maybe, you know, something starts out as like this, a really amazing thing, or this, at least for lack of a better word, pure idea, it's going to, you know, it's pure, it's going to help. And then we as humans tend to like, screw it up and then it ends up you know it's like more of a sword than anything else right being that leaderboard it's so weird i mean i had it where you know we just talked about this at the mastermind we did a couple months ago where i had like this thing with being in the top 100 agents in denver and being we have that magazine real producers where like your name gets printed right if you're in the top 100 single agents whatever and i got it and i was like that's cool and then it was like over with. And so now that I'm past the point of like, 
needing the motivation. Now it's annoying to me. Does that make sense too? Like, you know, once upon a time I was told you're only ever going to be a six to $8 million a year producer. Now I'm past that and it's laughable. And now that I've hit all of these weird benchmarks that I wanted to, it doesn't matter. Jessica, hold the fuck on. Hold on. So (laughs) you don't have to say their name, but who the fuck told you you're only going to be a six? And can we just say for a minute, if you were only a six to $8 million producer, my God, that has to put you in the top five or 6% of income earners, not just in our industry, but in the fucking country, Mm -hmm. maybe top 3% in the country and top 5% in the industry. So whoever said that, like, please don't name them, but God, they, I hope their mom slaps them. Yeah. So that's still like one of the best stories ever. I feel like I was the PC coach at a market center and decided to step down and focus back on my family and my business and asked my team leader if I could get back in coaching with him. And he put his arm around me and said, Jess, you know, you're only ever going to be a six to $8 million year producer. You don't need coaching. And I walked out of there, moved my license that afternoon and did the like, crack my knuckles, watch this bitch. <laughs> and like, here we are. I had this, like my very first day being licensed, hung my license and and uh, the OP, like I met the OP, he just happened to be in the office that day. And he looked at me, he looked at my feet, which were fucking flip flops <laughs> and shorts. And he's like, he did one of these. And I was like, I could just tell, I was like, this, this motherfucker, does, he thinks I'm never going to do anything. I'm like, good for him. And he could be right. Cause right now I don't know anything, but, yeah. but I got to tell you like, yeah, God, I love people like that. There, so that's mm-hmm. what I mean. So it's like, it's such double-sided duality nuance of like part of that is toxic part of that is really damn good the toxic part of it now though is is like you're the one everyone wants to be (laughs) yeah now it's like okay i get it guys like haha super cool (laughs) well just what's what's going on for you like what's going on because you've had um i mean speaking about production like you've totally fucking crushed it this year you've had a great year by any measurement um like definitely more than six million dollars this year so which is way more than we thought you'd ever be um (laughs) but what's like so you're tell it for context again tell everyone where you're at kind of and like what's like what's going on in your market and and in, in your business so denver metro area in the south suburbs um here in castle rock single agents um just me and my transaction coordinator. Um, I'll end the year at about 40 million number one agent in Colorado for EXP. <laughs> like if I got it, I may as well say it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I don't like, I feel like for the first time, I don't really have like any complaints like about business, about like things are just good. Um, I little bit like Kristen, where you're kind of in that end of your mindset of like, I feel like you can never enjoy your success, right? Like January one, the clock restarts, everyone's at zero. Here we fucking go again, back on the hamster wheel. So I do feel a little of that, but not as much as I I think I have in years past. Uh, I want to put a thumbtack or a pin in that, like the calendar. I want to come back to that in a minute. So one of you hopefully remind me because I'm ADD as fuck. So um, (laughs) I want to come back to that in a minute. So what do you think? Just like when you think about, okay, because we're recording this, it's, I mean, by the time this is released, it'll be December, even though I'll get this out quick and it'll still be December. By the time we 
by the time it's released, like 2023 is like around the corner. Like, what are you thinking about? Whether it's something that keeps you up or something you're excited about, or just what are you preparing yourself for business-wise in 2023? So I'm hiring an admin, (laughs) which is like anybody who knows anything about me knows that this is like a massive deal. Um, I have finally come to a place where could I do it all? Sure. Do I want to keep doing it all? No. I've also come to a very realistic place that I've probably, you know, hit my lid of what I can handle on my own production wise, taking care of everyone, just the reality of it. Um, but I think outside of all that, like, I just don't want to anymore. And I think like, there's a lot of power in that to finally just say, like, I don't want to, these are the things I don't want to do anymore. I'm at a place in my business and in my life where I don't want to do certain things anymore. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It is totally okay. You know, you just said something. I'm looking for my notes. Um, I don't like to give this guy credit, but I'm going to. Um, I learned a lot from Gary Keller. And one of the things that I learned from him early on and picked up is like when you're and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it, but when you when you're consistently sort of like hitting a ceiling, um you're you're usually just missing a relationship, right? Whether, whether it's business, like, you know, from an administrative standpoint, or maybe it's time to hire more salespeople, or, um, you know, maybe it's something that you do for fun. Maybe it's fitness, right? Maybe it's like needing a, a, a trainer or someone to coach you in some, whatever your, you know, hobby is or something like that. But regardless, anytime you're, this just, I've noticed this to be true over time. Like anytime you really keep hitting a ceiling of achievement, like you're typically missing a relationship. So good for you for doing that. Cause I know that's something like internally you've struggled with. And mm-hmm. I think that when, when you get over that and kind of work past that, cause there will be problems for sure. Um, it's going to do a lot of, a lot of good for you. No doubt. There's just so much other stuff. Like I want to do with my time now, like just so much other stuff out there, um, that I want to focus on and it can't always just be about production. And I think that sometimes that's where the unhappiness comes from is when it's always about production and you're like the other side of your work bucket isn't being filled, which is giving back, helping, yeah, teaching, mentoring, whatever that looks like. Like I haven't had time to do that this year and I really missed that. And so in order to get some of that time back, like I have, I have to get help. now. So, but you, mm-hmm. okay. So I want to come back to this remind. Okay. Let's come back to the teaching part in a minute before we do that. You said something about like January one's coming up and we're all going to start back at zero. Why is that the dumbest fucking system ever? Like outside of like taxes, what's the point? Like I get the calendar. So we know when, when in time we are, I get that. But from like a business, like I'm going to say scorecard standpoint, what's the, what's the fucking, what's the point of that? Like, I, I don't, I don't, to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, I guess it's, it, it kind of just like falls in line with a bunch of dumb quotes, you know, like motivational quotes, like about, you know, about goals and stuff like that. And I, I get it. You should have timelines attached to some goals. I don't think you should have them attached to every goal, but I do think they should be attached to some goals, but like, but why does January 1st matter? Right. It does. Like, it does. Like, do you need like an example? Like what if your goal was to sell, I don't know, 200 houses this year. And on December 31st, you'd only sold 170. 
but then like January of the next year, you sold 50. Like right. would you care that the number just happened to roll over 30 or 45. Like it doesn't really matter. Like that's the part I don't, that's the part that I, I struggle with um, is like why the year matters so much. So for me, it mattered and I'm trying to get out of that. It mattered because what it was like, okay, you want to sell 50 homes a year. That means you have to sell this many houses a month. That means you got to do this. I don't want to do that anymore. Like I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I don't want to track my numbers anymore. Damn it. (laughs) See, I think I've gotten a little bit like into like what you're saying, like not really tracking as crazy as I am about it. It's different because I run it on that 12 week year. And so it has changed the way that I look at things. It has changed the way that you set goals. And it does, it it changes it all because you're checking in every day versus looking down the road for an entire year and thinking, I always have time to catch up. Sometimes you don't have time to catch up. (laughs) Right. For me, I want to take, I want to take November and December off most of it because my kid is home half that time. It's the holidays. I want to see my family. I want to do things, you know, with them and my friends. So of course, January and February, we're going to come out the gate doing shitty because I want to do things in November and December, but it's like our industry is like, Oh, I get to take this time off because I'm in this industry, but you got to do a hundred homes in January though. Come on guys. You know, like, yeah, that's so funny. Like I, I look at the, first of all, I'm with you. Like I decided a couple of years ago, like if my kids are off school, I'm just not going to work that day. Like I'm just sort of, I'm done with going to work on days that my kids are school. Like I'm, there's, I'm sure there's exceptions. Like after taking two months off this year, I went to school. I went back to work two days before they went back to school. Like there's an exception, but for the most part, if my kids are off school, like I just don't, I don't want to go to work. And even if I do work, I might just do it from home for an hour or two. Um, Cause I want, I'd rather hang out with them than, than go sell real estate personally. But it, it's so fun. Another, something else I learned from Gary, I'll give him credit for this one too, is that like the purpose of a goal, it really isn't the goal. It's to tell you what to do. It's to like, it's to tell you what activities you should do. And if that's the case, like, okay, like, you know, you gave the example of like, okay, if I'm gonna sell a hundred houses this year, then that's, uh, you know, whatever, eight something a month, let's, let's say do 120. So I don't have to do public math here. So I'm gonna do 120, if I'm gonna sell 120 houses a year, then I know that's 10 a month. And if I'm gonna do 10 a month, I've got to, you know, probably have this money per week, which means I got to do the X amount of a number of appointments and this number of I get that for the purpose of that. However, it doesn't need to be like, why does it have to stop on December 31st? Like if it's because the goal is really about just uh, advising or pointing your activities in the right direction. It's not actually about the goal itself. Like it's never, it's never really about the goal. The goal is just like a means to something else anyways. So just use that to line up what you should be doing every day that you are working. Right. I agree. It's, it's the action that matters. Totally. Not the goal. It's like literally how come I work three hours a day and everyone's like, how do you work three hours a day and sell 40 million? Oh, because it's the actions. What's because you work for three hours a day, Jessica, (laughs) like some people are at work for 12 hours a day, Mm -hmm. but they're not working three hours like that. We know that like, well, my favorite trick is always get your chess clock out right? Like yeah. you can Google chess clock and time on task. Like you will realize by the end of the day that you didn't work eight hours. 
you sat at your desk for eight hours, but you actually only worked for 47 minutes. It's why everyone talks about like, oh, I'm just going to go on vacation and everyone's call. No, it's because the week before you go on vacation, you fucking work. You, Mm -hmm. you go to work and you actually are productive. And so then what happens? Things come back at a faster Mm -hmm. rate. Like that's, that's really what happens. Like, it's not like the universe conspires to go, oh, Kevin's going on vacation. Let's fuck with that by sending him a listing. That's not really (laughs) what happens. Like, it's just that we get, we actually get more productive and we work. It's so funny too. Jessica, you and I might've talked about this the first time we recorded a podcast. Like it's moms, like it moms are like the best at this. Like, Hey, I, okay. I got three hours. Like I'm going to, I got three hours cause my kid's finally in school. Uh, and I'm going to work for my three hours while my kid's at school. So that way I can actually accomplish something. And then you end up accomplishing so much more in those three hours than most agents do in their 10 or 12 hour day. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would say, I don't need an assistant. I actually need a wife. I need a sister wife. That's actually what I need. I mean, that show, is that show still going by the way? Did the, did, I think there was like another divorce in that, in that it's going on right now. I haven't really been following more to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, so one reality show I probably don't watch. Kevin. Really? So my wife used to watch and I was, so I come constantly mocking it. Cause I'm like, go, I'm like, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> sounds for me. It sounds amazing. <laughs> I bet. For him, sounds exhausting. I don't know. Take some of the load off. That would be great. Thank you. I don't know. Maybe there is some value there. It's kind of like, <laughs> you know, there's this, uh, there's a business podcast I listen to that I absolutely love. And they, they talked about the idea of like how it, amazing it would be to kind of like with your best friends and and maybe some relatives, like not, not actually own a compound, but like all live maybe in like in literally in the same neighborhood. And, and if possible, like next door to each other. Like how amazing would that be to where like your support system, like what if like you and Kristen were literally neighbors and it's like, Hey, I'm out. Like Eric and Ian would leave us. (laughs) But you don't know, you know what though? Eric and Ian might be like, yes, Eric might even get even more races in. Ian could be off like, like maybe he'd pit crew. I don't know. (laughs) Think about it. Like how, cause there's some, like, there's some of my best friends where I'm like, and we're all spread out across the country. Um, you know, there, I mean, some of my, some of my good friends I grew up with live here too, but there, some of them are, are spread out. And I think like, man, could you imagine how cool it would be, especially if kids are like somewhere in the, around the same age ish to like live in the same neighborhood. Like you could walk over to like, you know, walk over to auntie Kristen's house or whatever. You know what I mean? How awesome I, would that be? I would yeah. never get anything done. Or you might get more done. I would be drunk the entire time. (laughs) Like, that's not good. Okay, so here's what I actually I know this based on the text message string before we recorded. (laughs) I was going to say, so who's the bad influence? But I already know the answer to that. So based on uh, Kristen, (laughs) you did have the you did have the hoop earrings in for that for that. So maybe it is you, Kristen. Just saying. Oh God. Uh, okay. What was the other thing? Oh yeah. Teaching. So Jess, you did just teach a class though. Like you taught something for Shelly recently mm-hmm. uh, on zoom. And then the last time I saw, I saw the both of you and that was June 1st. I know that that was two of the 
those were the only two days I worked in the month of June. It's June 1st and 2nd. I got to be in Colorado and you guys have been like, um, like you've been, you've been hosting masterminds and like been in the room with a lot of other ladies, like running businesses. Tell me like, how's that going? What do you, what are you thinking after having now, how many have you done just like three or four? We've done three. Kristen was at one. Um, What's your takeaway? Um, my, the biggest takeaway, I think women just need community. And I think, you know, I've said this for years, this is nothing new women, you know, our businesses and our lives are just very different than men. And that is the truth, whether anybody likes it or not, it's facts. Um, you know, I think the first one that we did, um, it was really like therapy it wasn't really even like a mastermind. It was, um, you know, Kristen and I were both, I think, very surprised at how emotional it was mm-hmm. and kind of where the room went. Um, Kristen and I don't have a lot of feelings. It's very uncomfortable for us. <laughs> but it was, it was where the room went, right? Like that's clearly what these women needed in that moment. And so I think that's the biggest takeaway is this is so needed in the, in the female realtor community, um, that, they need a space to go and feel like they can openly discuss their struggles and what's going on. Right. Kristen, what was your takeaway? Um, My takeaway is a little bit different because I'm coming from Pueblo. So coming out of Pueblo into a bigger community, um, I love it. Pueblo is small town. Granted, we have 150,000 people here, but it's still small town. Is it really that big? Mm-hmm. Pueblo West is about 30,000 and the city of Pueblo is about a hundred. Oh, I didn't know it was that big. Yeah. It's, we're, we're, oh, and it's getting bigger. It's not stopping. That's bigger <laughs> than the city I grew up in. I, I didn't realize yeah. it was that big. Okay. Yeah. But Pueblo still kind of has that small town mindset. Um, and I feel like it's hard to get out of that. So coming out of Pueblo and going up there and listening to all those women and being exposed to all that. I loved it. I think it's great. I don't, I would, I will not get that in Pueblo, that feel that, that vibe. I won't get that in Pueblo. Um, so for me, that's my takeaway from it is I, I enjoy that seeing it from other women, bigger cities, bigger businesses. So it's funny though, you go to different cities, different places, the, like there's probably, I don't want to say everything's the same, but like, there's only so many issues mm-hmm. they're the same mm-hmm. every, they're the same set of issues everywhere they might they look different or sound different mm-hmm. but they tend to be the same as that's what i found and like granted i haven't done anything that's like all male uh clearly i haven't done one that's all female but my hunch is that like it's the same like there there's just this there's a set of like you know overwhelming like these are the four or five or seven or eight themes that uh, keep you know, seem to pop up and it doesn't matter if we're doing that in Denver, Colorado, Las Vegas, you know, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Mm -hmm. Arizona, they kind of, they kind of all pop up. And that to me, that's, that's at least that's been a notice I've had in hosting a lot of events as well as attending a lot of events. And speaking of like the emotional thing too, just like, you know, where we had the mastermind last year that you attended, um, there was a lot of that there. Right. But in that room, um, the, the guy that owns that building, his name is Joe Polish and he 
his business is mastermind. Like he's, um, he owns something called genius network and it's like, it's 25 grand a year. And he's got another one. It's like a hundred thousand dollars a year, but it's like, it's these entrepreneurs from like all different walks of life, all these different industries, crazy stuff. And, um, men, women, you name it, young, old, you know, our age, like just, just a big mix of people. And invariably the best, I was a member for a couple of years and invariably the best conversations almost never had to do with business. They would always just pop up and like, they would just have to do with more life than anything else. Um, and I think it's just because that's truthfully, it's what people need. So do you have all that to say? Are you doing another one anytime soon? Yeah, I think we're going to, I think the next one will be February. So yeah, we're going to do another one. And this one, I think we're going to start tailoring it maybe a little bit more, like, um, get a little bit more tactical about it as far as like, you know, mega a single mega agent might be the next one. And then people who are on teams want to build teams, team leaders might be the next one. Um, so that that way, I just think there might be a little bit more value in the room. Um, I think the last one, when Kristen was there, we had 72 in the room. Um, this other, the one we just did up in Broomfield with 57 total, I think in the room on that one. Um, so I think I would like to maybe like taper it down a little bit, get a little bit more intimate, a little bit more personal. There's, there's a magic number I've found. Um, like, an, not that I know what that number is, but it's probably 25 to 30 people ish maybe a little Mm -hmm. over 30, but the more of, so, and that number can get bigger when you have more intimate relationships with more people in the room. So like if, if you, if there was like 10 people in the room that you knew, like Kristen, uh, then you could probably push 30 or 35. And if Mm -hmm. Kristen's the only one in the room that, you know, like Kristen, then that probably the number's gonna be closer to 25 or even 20. So like to be able to create a super intimate and open dialogue. Uh, that's why I've always been super protective of like who I invite to our masterminds. Like, you know, I don't, someone asked me, I was like, I don't sell tickets to it. I invite people to it. There's a big fucking difference. I love those, those, when you start selling tickets, I think it comes more of a show. Like even if, even if it's to help people, it's still about making, then making money is the priority or at least it's, yeah, I'm just gonna say it like it's the priority and not like making money is wrong. Like all three of us like right. to make money, but I just, it, it loses something like, yes, I'm going to sell you a ticket. It's not free, but I'm also not, I'm not advertising. I'm not trying to get a hundred people in the room. I want the right 25 or 30 people. Right. Cause when you do that, like special shit can happen in those conversations, which I, I think are amazing. I agree. It's really that. funny that you say that because that's uh, the conversation I just had this morning was the first one we've done, I handpicked every single per- person, invited them personally, et cetera. We ended up with 72 people that I knew on somewhat of a personal level in some capacity. This last one we did, I didn't know hardly anyone in the room. And so that one felt a little bit more structured, stringent, just wasn't as like free flowing and I didn't like it. So my energy was off. It's harder to um, that way. So but, but there's a big difference. It totally is. And it's not that that's bad because that can be really good too, but it's going to tend to be more tactical, less open. And mm-hmm. um, again, not that that's good or bad, but it, it's different. And I think that 
you know this i've been telling you this since the day we sat down together in august 2018 just like people are fucking like they're like waiting for you to stand up and help lead them like they really are like people need someone to moderate conversations just plain and simple like people need people to moderate their conversations so that way they can have the real conversations like uh, like Kristen, I so appreciate the fact that you just like at the beginning of this, like you're sharing about like, why do I care about my numbers? Why do I actually care about how many houses I sold? And like, fuck, maybe I shouldn't be on social media. Like those are real conversations that more people want to have and be a part of, but someone's got to interrupt their pattern to like invite them to a conversation to that, have that conversation. So that, that way they can then figure out like, oh yeah, why am I doing that? And they can start to make changes. Right. I think like that's one of the cool things about what we're doing is like, you know, single agent, 40 million, Kristen and Eric, husband and wife team doing 20 million in their market, single agent doing 5 million. You know, these are the people moderating these conversations. It's not just somebody who has a team who's selling 300 houses a year, who's actually just the team leader and hasn't sold a house and which is, listen, all those things are fine, but I think it's just creating a very different conversation and it's making people feel comfortable in a space where I don't think that they have felt welcomed for a long time. Right. I know that when I was first in in real estate, I would never have gone to most of these events because I didn't feel like I belonged. Like I'm a five, $10 million a year producer. I don't belong here. This isn't the conversation I need to be a part of. Um, And so I think there was something about them also feeling welcomed and valued. Um, And I just don't think that that's happened. And I think that that's one of the things I like the most about what we're doing here. That is so accurate. Uh-huh. That is so fucking accurate right there. Um, all right. So it's, we should, we should wrap this up. Although we should also have just like a glass of whiskey and keep going, but we'll do that. <laughs> February, maybe. Um, are you going to come in February? Are you going to be here? I probably am going to. Kristen should probably just come with me. Kristen, I'll, talk, yes. I'll talk to Eric and see. I don't see why not. I mean, yeah. He can come too. Okay. Why not? Like, cool. it, it'll be like it a good conversation. I keep trying to get just to bring Ian too. Like, like it'll be road it's, trip. It's a good room. Ro- no, um, no. I will never not, road trip to Arizona. Not do that to her. Sorry. Are you kidding me? I um, will. I, I prefer to fly. <laughs> I have to have this conversation offline. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jessica, you're you're in Denver. Um, I'm assuming that like that all of the masterminds that you're hosting right now that are uh women only, like also in Denver. If mm-hmm. someone's if someone's not from Denver but they're interested, would you would you consider letting them show up? Oh, absolutely. We had people the last one that we had with someone from Wyoming. Um, the one before that we had someone drive up from Durango, which is five oh, hours away. Um, not Colorado. Yeah. I mean, pretty much New Mexico. Um, so yeah, absolutely. And now that Kristen just said that this doesn't happen in Pueblo, I feel like that was like a challenge. <laughs> I feel like we should go to Pueblo and do this now. We should t- do like I'm a totally show. down. Is there a building there for like the L. Ron Hubbard bookstore or something? <laughs> you could do it there if they rent it out. First of all, I'll do find it. is there a building? I want to know. I don't know. As a kid growing up, I grew up in a small town and it, probably has nothing to do with small town. Uh, anyways, like as a kid during the summers, like I'm watching TV and there'd always be like these commercials for Dianetic. I think it was called Dianetics by L. Ron Hubbard. And you had to send off, like this was back in the day 
because I'm fucking old. You had to send off like it was like you had to call an 800 number or like send a letter and they would always give the address for where you sent the letter to to order the book. And it was Pueblo, Colorado. So it's always stuck out of my head. As what? Well. How did I not know this? Oh, I'm totally going to fucking Google that. I wish Please. this is where I wish I had like a podcast. I wish I had like a podcast assistant or something right now who is like Googling shit as I, as I said it to like fact check me and also to share this stuff. Well, now I want to know. I'm totally looking it up when we get done with this. Please let me know. Uh, so Jessica, <laughs> how do people get in touch with you if they do want to show up? Just hit me up on Facebook. All right. Well, Send me message, Instagram. Um, everything is just Jessica Lentz. We'll, we'll link to your, to your, um, uh, to your Facebook and Instagram in the show notes. Um, Kristen, do you want people to contact you? Are you still going to have social media by the time this comes out? <laughs> Yeah, you can always contact me on social media. I don't think I will ever get rid of social media. I'll take breaks. I'll shut it out. I don't think I'll ever get rid of it. Yeah, social media, Facebook. All right, we'll we'll link to you too as well here. Anything else that um, we should talk about before we go? No, not that I can think of. I feel uh, like we need like when we meet in February. I think we should sit down and do this again. We're going to. I have. Um, I think I have another microphone that we could hook up here. You're like looking around, like it's going to drop from the ceiling. Yeah, that is welcome to inside my head now. I can hear, just so you know. So funny. So uh, if not, we'll go to my, my friend has a studio. We'll go use the studio. Cool. And we will bring alcohol and we will talk and just press forward to see what happens. Deal. We'll have Fred there so that he can be mortified by all of our behavior fact he he's probably be less mortified by mine he's aware of how terrible of a person i am when i you know it's not even that i'm terrible i just say shit as you guys know i just say whatever and it's, sure, Brett, that's it's at this point life. when the tiny little filter i do have is wiped out yeah <laughs> so all right so we're we'll do that again soon we're gonna link to your guys's social in the uh, show notes and we will probably have some sort of I'm going to call it a part two in uh, hopefully in February cool awesome all right guys all right. thanks for being on the show right. today. thanks for having us on bye guys did you enjoy today's podcast join the Kevin and Fred community part of EXP Realty and partner with us today you'll get free access to live trainings two or more times a month live events and in-person masterminds digital downloads to help you run and scale your business, and much, much more. To learn more and join our community, visit kevinandfred.com slash contact and contact us today. Not ready to join our community? No problem. Continue enjoying all this great content on our podcast for free.